Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT. And with me today is John Jonas, who is a business analyst with Harmony Healthcare IT. And he's going to talk to us today about an active archive solution called DICOM Viewer. Thanks for being here, John. Hi, Shannon. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. So do you want to start just by briefly describing your role with Harmony? Yeah, I am a business analyst on the product management team. I work very closely with a lot of different teams at Harmony to really shepherd an idea that we might have for one of our products and work with the various teams that are involved in kind of making that idea happen from you know the beginning of, of really thinking of that idea all the way to getting it developed and implemented it into our product. So that's probably a good summary. Awesome. Yeah, the product team is certainly a critical part of the company and always bridging that gap between what the market needs and what we can deliver to our clients. So, and, you know, that's exactly where I wanted to take the conversation today and talk about Harmony's DICOM viewer offering. I'm very excited to talk about this. The teams have been working very hard on getting this implemented, and it's going to be a really great thing for our customers. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's just sort of set the stage here. So it's been about 16 years now that we have been helping healthcare delivery organizations convert or archive their clinical data. So, you know, of course, we handle accounts receivable data, employee data, business records, you know, really anything that is stored in a piece of software that they might have that they need to save. But clinical data is really driving the majority of our work. So can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, discrete data management versus image management just in general? Absolutely. As a former engineer, I spent a lot of time working with both categories of data here. And and the discrete data to start off with is really the bread and butter of, of PHI and healthcare data. The data that is very accessible from a technological standpoint, it's easy to search sort, filter, generate PDFs on the fly for release of information and other type of analytics. So that's really, you know, I would say the majority of what we look to migrate into our archives or move into our archives. But we also do tons of of image processing and document processing to make sure that the images and documents that are stored in the initial legacy applications are also available in our application. So all of this gets migrated over to a physician groups go forward EHR or into our long-term storage solution, Health Data Archiver. Right, because we're doing both data conversion of the legacy data or archival of it. So let's today just kind of evolve that conversation then to diagnostic level images. We've released the DICOM viewer. And I think one question a lot of people may have is how a DICOM viewer in an active archive like Health Data Archiver that you just described how it works and how it may be different from what they used in their legacy PAC system. It's an interesting situation. We have seen a lot of these types of images, these DICOM images, which are MRIs or CT scans or various you know, high quality images that may have multiple images tied to you know, that one study. I believe you know, CT scans can have hundreds of different images all contained in, in one individual study. And it's very complicated to store that from a back-end perspective. So the ability to bring this into a 
active archives like Health Data Archiver gives our clients a ton of flexibility in terms of you know not necessarily migrating it to a go-forward solution and still being able to decommission an expensive you know PAX solution. Great. So what gap did your team see in the market that caused us to develop DICOM Viewer? Did we just have clients asking for it? Yeah, I think there's always been a sense that this is something we would like to do. I don't think, you know, Diacom images aren't new, but the technology just wasn't quite there for us to be able to implement. There have been some various technological advancements that have made this possible for us. And we've, you know, been able to capitalize on some of those. And we're always looking for new categories of, of data to archive, new categories of medical software. And I think, you know, the PACS imaging type software is definitely an area where a lot of people could use this kind of service. So when technology became available, we were ready to get some proof of concepts out there and see if we could do it. Perfect. Are there any, you know, one or two maybe ideal use cases for the viewer that you could share? You know, what are some of our archiving clients solving by implementing this solution? The alternative from, from archiving these images, if you don't have some type of specific DICOM viewer, would be printing images to, to PDFs and archiving them that way. I don't think any doctor would prefer to you know, view a DICOM image via a PDF. So it allows our customers to view these documents in the way, these images in the way that they were meant to be displayed in the full resolution with all the tools and little things that are there to help people use and see those images. So by providing that experience, we really go above and beyond, I think, you know, from a historical archiving perspective and being able to, to display these images. What are some of those key features that the viewer brings if you're saying that you can, you know, you're, you're going to see the same image that you would have seen in your packs. So can you still take a look and manipulate it at all? Yeah, absolutely. That's the big reason why we wanted to implement something like this is all of the great features and functionality that comes with a DICOM viewer. Those can be a study panel will display a series of image thumbnails with details. So like I said, in that CT scan example, you know, you might have 300 different images for one scan. And by having, you know, a study panel, you can go through and kind of easily just slide, you know, through those and, and almost see them as a slideshow. Additionally, you can just hit a, a play button and watch all of the slides go through at a consistent rate. So you can kind of see the scan as it actually happened. There's also the ability to add some diagnostic capabilities. We don't go full into everything from a diagnostic standpoint because it is an archive. And if they are doing diagnostics, that would need to be done in a go-forward solution for you know active patients. However, being able to add a measurement to see exactly how big something was, that functionality is there. The ability to zoom in, magnify areas of interest, rotate the image, add annotations and things like that. Generally, those things aren't stored long-term, but they can be used on display to help make decisions or, or discuss things that had happened in the past. But 
I do want to reiterate, it is not a go forward solution for active clients or active right. patients. Right. I'm glad you made that distinction because I said manipulate and we're actually not manipulating it. You can interact with it, but you're not changing the image in any way. So that that Correct. was my mistake for using that word. And that, that makes sense. That goes in line with a lot of how we operate as an archive. You know, pretty much everything is read only. There, there's only a few cases where we actually add things like notes or addenda items. But for, for the most part, our archive is read only and DICOM does not stray from that. Very good. That makes sense. So it seems like one of the benefits is then that the DICOM images are going to be right there in our active archive, along with discrete data from the EHR. So everything is all in one place, which seems like a great benefit. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that, you know, I think that's the bigger goal of, you know, healthcare in in this day and age is consolidating data, getting it accessible to various places. I'm sure this will go a long way, interoperability efforts and other efforts like that. So we're just happy to have more data that we can consolidate for our clients. So it's more of a one-stop shop. Sure. And then those study reports are linked right to the DICOM image, I would imagine. Yes, yes. There can be PDFs that might display or, or any kind of image, not necessarily a PDF, that might display some of the details about what might be inside of that study. And assuming that there's the proper backend configuration, we can definitely get those linked up in our archives and make sure they're available with the DICOM images. That makes sense. Well, great. I mean, what a great overview. Overall, it sounds like a worthwhile way you know, of storing DICOM images that maybe many haven't considered as an option. Yeah, I think the really big factor here is, is storage costs of these images. The PAX systems are, are very specialized pieces of software that, that can be pretty expensive. And, and for us to be able to store such large and complex images in a low-cost environment for our clients, I think is really going to do a lot of good things overall for, for them. I think so too. Thanks, John, for joining us today on Health Data Talks and for giving us the scoop on DICOM Viewer. Thanks for having me. It was uh, great to talk through this stuff and I look forward to the coming months. Great. And to our audience, thanks for listening. Be sure to join us next time for another short discussion around strategies for managing legacy data to strengthen healthcare delivery. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.